TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of The Connection. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of your hosts, president and CEO of Baldwin Media, right here in New Britain, Connecticut. New Britain. And I'm Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, CEO and president of The Connection, this amazing agency that I've worked for for 27 years. I was a, just a mere child when they hired me. You had to be. I was. You had to be, because I mean, if you could see this beautiful woman. There, oh, she, well, thank you. She's not a day over. <clears throat> right. I want to start with something that came in the mail. Uh, handwritten that I am just over the top impressed with. Okay. So remember we had Larry McHugh, president of the Middlesex Chamber, on the show. He's one of the most unbelievable men that I think I've ever met. So connected, such a big supporter of the connection. And, you know, he's a busy guy. And he knows everybody, right? He does. But this is a man, Larry McHugh. And if you see him, please say something to him because I just, I can't believe it. So I got this handwritten note just days after he was in the broadcast studio. It says, Ann, I'm very impressed with your office. I also really enjoyed the interview with you and Lisa. Keep on moving forward. Every Every day is better than the last. Best wishes and continued success, Larry. And he's amazing. Can you believe that? I mean, I am not getting rid of this thing. This is like, this means so much to me because I can't tell you the last time that I got a handwritten note. You know, Larry has been a huge supporter of The Connection, but also he's pretty amazing in Middlesex County. And he had, I think we have one of the best chambers. And um, Larry, I have all my framed Larry McHugh letters. I'm going to make myself a little frame. Really? Yes, because he... It's just such a, it's such a very kind gesture. It is. People don't do that anymore. Mm. They send a text. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm it's getting not little, the same. I'm getting a little tired of text. You know. Oh, I told my kids if you text me, especially on an occasion like my birthday or Mother's Day or something, um, forget about it. I won't even. It's disrespectful to me. And w- for another show, we won't talk about yeah. that today. But this, even relationships on text. Oh yeah. No, I. I How think many problems do those lead to? Yeah. But yeah, we should do there. a show on that one day. All right, so I'm so excited that we've got um, our guest, Rebecca Lemansky, and she is with the director of Middletown Works, and there's a big launch coming up. And so, Rebecca, thank you so much for being Welcome. here. Really, really do appreciate it. Um, she's also the founder of the Community Resilience Collaborative of Middlesex County, an adjunct at SCESU, and um, has her master's in social work. So I feel underqualified. Thanks for having me today. I'm I'm 100% crazy. That's all I am today. But it's really nice to have you here. And let's talk about what's coming up. What is it that you're doing? And and I know press releases have gone out and there's a big buzz going on about it. So why don't you explain it to us, Rebecca? 
Sure, I'd love to. So I'm going to start with just sharing a little bit about Middletown. Mm -hmm. Middletown is home to about 10,567 families, and of those, 43% are single-parent families. Wow. And 35% of these, which is about 15, a little over 1,500 families, are living at or below the federal poverty level. So that, that equates to an annual income of 24600 for a family of four. Can you imagine? No. And so why should we care about single parents? I know it's a big question. I think a lot of people say that, well, you know, they're, they're in that situation for a reason. So, and I don't agree with that. I know so that. many women that are single parents. And a shout out to all of those amazing, not only women, but men that do that. Because I have to say that I've seen some of the most well-adjusted children living in single parent families. And uh, a couple of my really close girlfriends are. And these women are a dynamo. And they're brilliant, and their child, children are very well adjusted, but it's a struggle, if you can imagine, on one income and trying to do it all. But Rebecca, I'm going to have I'm going to have you tell us why. Yeah, so, so eloquently, go ahead. Yeah, so there's there's three you know three main reasons. Um, the one number one reason is that they're actually the fastest growing demographic that we have right now. So single parenthood really is on the rise. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, another reason is because a lot of their, the talent of single parents go untapped and unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And we want to also think about, you know, single parents. We want to be able to break the cycle of poverty for the next generation. And so caring about the welfare of children, which are future leaders, is going to be super important. Um, and, you know, I'm also a single parent. So I'll talk a little bit about that later in terms of just, you know, my own kind of story and challenges and struggles sure. and my um, ability to be able to relate to single parent households. Absolutely. Let's also mention too that Middletown Works is part of the Working Cities Challenge and that's part of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and they've really taken a lead on tackling this issue and the whole goal here is really to reduce the percentage of single parent families living at below poverty level so that's really what this whole thing is all about. So. Um, Tell me, you know, what's coming up and really what do you hope to do with this program? Yeah, so a couple of things just before that. I'd like to say that the Boston Feds conducted some research on small cities that really were considered resurgent cities, so cities that thrived. And a couple of the things that came out of that research were, you know, four major things. So one, collaborative leadership, two, community engagement three, a learning orientation, and four, systems change. And so when we think about Middletown, um, to give you an example, um, the collaborative leadership for Middletown Works really is, it, w it really wouldn't be possible without the leadership of The Connection Thank and you. Middlesex United Way, along with some other anchor institutions that we've begun recruiting mm -hmm. to um, sort of create this um, systems change um, mindset and a learning orientation. So really, you know, the collaborative leadership according to the Fed's research, is um, really the ability to work together across sectors over a sustained period and with a comprehensive vision. That was the most crucial aspect. Well, and let me just interrupt you for a second, if I can, because I know, Lisa, you've been at those meetings. Yes. So, I mean, what has your role been in those meetings, and, and what comes out of the folks sitting around the table? Oh, this is... This was the moment, you know, when you have those those aha moments in your career? Mm -hmm. Having the opportunity to work with uh, Ed Bonilla from the beginning of this project at Middlesex United Way was pretty pretty amazing. Um, I remember the early on many meetings he and I had together talking about how we were going to launch this and what our thoughts were and getting community members involved at the table. So here here's the uh, the aha moment is sitting around a group of 
folks who are invested in this endeavor, who are truly invested in dealing with this issue at hand and are all there to, to figure out how we're all going to come together as a community to make it work without any hidden agendas, with all being able to contribute a sort of an ingredient to make this amazing recipe. And my aha moment was I had never, I have to say this honestly, in all of my career, sat at a meeting with such passionate, caring people who were committed to get this project off the ground no matter what it took. Every walk of life, we had community members involved, and I saw a collaboration there that was like no other. And to see that where we are at this point and the fact that Rebecca is here leading the charge to me is I never thought it would, you know, you know how you dream that something is going to be fabulous. Mm -hmm. And then I had the opportunity to hear about Rebecca and see her speak and hear her passion. And so we're moving right ahead. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Rebecca Lemansky. She's the director of Middletown Works. And I want to remind folks, and we'll say this again, you know, so you can jot it down. But you're actually doing a community launch, and it's going to be Thursday, December 6th, from 3.30 to 5.30, excuse me, 3.30 to 5.30 at Community Health Center, which is right on the main drag down in Middletown, 675 Main Street. There's going to be snacks. They're going to have activities for kids. There's going to be giveaways and door prizes. So, again, so uh, yeah, and, and I would assume, too, you're looking for more community partners, too. So, um, you know, there's so many different ways to get involved, and be, but you've got to have the right agenda, or no agenda, excuse me. And that's exactly what Lisa spoke about. So what are the goals of this program? Um, what, do you, what do you plan on doing, and what can we see? What kind of a difference will it make? Yeah, so the, the big 10-year goal, so by 2028, Middletown Works, um, which is an initiative. So it's more, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because people think it's a program, but it's more of an initiative. So Correct. it's a 10-year um, planning that, that looks to really reduce the percentage of single-parent families living at or below the poverty level by 15%. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that's interesting and fascinating Can I just interrupt this, you a second? So how, sure. do you, how do you do that? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we start with those four elements. So the collaborative leadership, bringing multiple sectors to the table, you know, bringing people together that, you know, don't normally sit at the table together, whether it be the business sector, nonprofits, philanthropy, um, the faith community, um, community residents and members, and really begin to break down barriers exactly. and dialogue across differences. And Is it about jobs? So it's related to jobs, but I'd like to go a step further and say that it's really about building career pathways, so sustainable career pathways, and that might look different for mm -hmm. different people, right? So it depends on, you know, your skill level, where you're starting out, where you want to go in terms of, you know, what you might need in terms of education or networking. Meeting or people skills. where they're at. We talk about Correct. that all the time. Meeting people as individuals where and they're assisting at. assisting them to get to where they should go. With the long-term plan, it's not a quick fix. It, thank you for saying that. That's exactly right. That's right. So this is a lot. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. It'll take us, you know, it, moments of, you know, frustration in terms of people want that immediate gratification, but right. that's not what this exactly. Middletown Works is about. It's about building that long-term um, sustainable career pathway, um, building relationships, networking, um, really looking at systems, which takes time, takes effort. Systems change, that's hard, right? It's very hard. Very hard. What does that mean? And so, you know, when you think about systems change, there's different levels. And so, you know, you can think about your own self as an individual. 
when we think about, for example, a single parent, how do we view that person? What are our assumptions or biases? And then when we take it a step further, we can think, okay, you know, how can we, we think about things as an organization, as, you know, where we work? So if we're a leader of an organization, how can we better serve single parents? How can we create a healthy, um, you know, flexible work schedule or, or other things that will help a single parent? Um, you know, when I worked at Community Health Center, I was there for 13 years and I worked there as a single parent. And it was a flexible, supportive working environment. And I was able to make make it work for myself in terms of if I ever got sick or my son was sick, exactly. I could leave early. I could rearrange my schedule. Mm -hmm. I had a very supportive um you know, supervisor and a very supportive department. And, so and that's huge. And that's, it's, it's, it's enormous. It's so big because that's just it. You know, I can't imagine, especially when the kids are young, right, how you can juggle everything. I mean, it's really, really hard. And, and, if you, and, and, and you're a single parent, you know how hard that is, uh, especially if you don't have family right. or support or I anyone know. else yep. there. How I was do, a single parent. How do you make parent. that happen? Yep. I was a single parent for years uh, because of divorce. But you add that to uh, being below the poverty level, that's just amazing. And then I go back to, you know, you talked about when you worked at community health centers, um, what, a, what a great support system you had and the understanding of the employer. When I worked at Channel 30, I got to tell you, every sick day I took was because one of my kids were sick. So what exactly. did I do? I went to work sick because I just, there was no flexibility. And especially, and I'll say this, because most of my bosses were men who had stay-at-home wives, and they didn't understand as a single parent why things were a priority for me. They just did why my kids were a priority. They just didn't get it. You know, from pregnancy, which I wasn't single then, but, it, you know, later on, it's like, are you kidding me? You don't get it? You get a call that you got to go pick your kid up from school, and I you know. don't understand? So I'm just so happy to see that because there's so many people that still have their head in the sand. But you know what, Rebecca and Anne, and I know you both understand this, what happens is when you're able to, quote unquote, change a system to, to meet the needs of this fabulous employee and really see the work that they do, right? Mm -hmm. Then what happens is the employee actually becomes a better employee. They're more invested mm -hmm. in the work they do. Yep. You're able to see that most of the time they have these other amazing skills that you had no idea of, right? So you have, you, now you've made a commitment to this employee. The employee's made a commitment to you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that employee is actually even going to work harder. Right, because there's no resentment because you're understanding and you're flexible. And that's so important. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, one of the things I want to say, just working there, it's, I finally, you know, I was there for 13 years as a single parent. And when things shifted and changed in the leadership, I was actually promoted to program manager, which completely, you know, with a pay raise, and she helped me, you know, negotiate a higher salary, my supervisor at the time. And it just, what a difference Isn't it made amazing? for me and my son to be able to provide for him as a single mom, just a little bit, you know, and, and, and that's what, you know, and that's why I'm so passionate about this work, because one step ahead, it's, right. like, a, it's like a stair case mm -hmm. you put one foot in front of the other and if we can just help one or two people or however we can help them yes. it can make such a difference for their family for their children you and know. what an amazing role model you are and other women other single parents are to their children 
because what you're teaching that child is so important, I think, for who they are and sort of launching them into the future and, and how you open their eyes to what it's really like. I mean, I think that that is an amazing gift to offer your child. I well, really do. It is. Right? It is. It's such a great example. Isn't your son, I don't, we don't have to get into all the details, but your son must see that, right? Like, hey, my mom is really pretty <laughs> awesome here. She does all of it. My I don't think son, he says that now, but maybe eventually. But Well, you know, they go through that. <laughs> but my son says that to me, and I'm not, you know, a single parent. You know, he's like, right. mom, you work so hard, and I'm so grateful Well, and it's cyclical, and right? what you do. And right, it's yeah. cyclical. You've got right. to break the cycle. But, you know, I want to ask you a question, and maybe this is a tough, and hopefully you don't consider this a disrespectful question, but sometimes when people are at that level, it's easier for them to sit and collect whatever kind of, you know, benefits they can get from the government or the state or whatever, because you start making money and that all goes away. So there's a scary step there. I would also think that you're going to maneuver people through and that, you know, I'm getting free health care right now. I'm getting food stamps. I'm getting assistance. So why would I want to go to work? Absolutely. And so what you're talking about there is the benefit cliffs. And right. so what happens is, is people that, you know, are getting those benefits, if they um, you know, get a job or they begin to make more money or they get, you know, a full-time job versus the part-time job, they do, they'll lose some of those benefits. Mm -hmm. So it's just really a tricky thing to be able to maneuver. And I'm sure you've heard of the Alice population, the middle oh, section, yes, and the way yes. the Alice um, um, asset, asset limited income constrained employed. Right. And so there's so many people living at that. I mean, I was that population. I mean, I probably still kind of am in that sort of population where, you know, you know, if you, if you make just a little bit too much money, you can't get, you don't qualify for any benefits, That's but right. then if you, um, but then why, what's your, where's your motivation to right. actually get a higher pay? Exactly. It's really difficult. Yes. And I don't, you know, obviously I don't have those answers because each individual person is different and each circumstance is different depending on, you know, social supports and, um, you know, neighborhood supports and, and education level. I mean, there's so many factors that go into yeah. each person's unique situation. Right. That, but it's such a great point you make, um, Anne. Yeah. Well, and the other question I guess is, you know, this is what you're going to do for people, single parent people under the poverty level in the community. And I just got to say, Middletown is amazing. You talk about a city that has built itself back up. You oh, know, yeah. Mayor Drew has just done a fantastic job. Um, the restaurants, the ambiance, ambiance, uh, you know, all that stuff is just truly amazing. So what is it that you want from the business community? What, what can they do? What can they help with? Jobs? You know, that's a great question. I think that, you know, one of the things when we look at this work, collective impact work, which is, again, bringing multiple sectors to the table, a lot of employers haven't really typically been involved in this work. And so really, I think just to answer your question, just, you know, beginning to develop relationships with businesses, with yes. leaders, with presidents of corporations, with, you know, we had a couple of job fairs with FedEx. I'm looking at maybe making them the first Middletown Works friendly employer. Awesome. You know, just building those relationships with the, with the business leaders to um, break down these barriers, to have them get to know other single parents. And getting to that is one of the things that we'd like to do is offer Middletown Works monthly cafes, which will be sort of a, a venue to bring together diverse perspectives. I love that. Right, in terms of, awesome. you know, some business leaders, um, single parents, community residents. We'd be know. willing to host any of those for you, by the way. I would love that, and I'll take you okay. up on that. Don't forget. Oh, and the Connection's got a beautiful facility in Middletown. I would love to do Absolutely that. Absolutely gorgeous. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. So, see, you know, we'll see how this works out. You're making, con you never know when you're making connections. This is just really exciting to me, uh, Rebecca, also because 
we see a lot of the clients in our programs are single, mm -hmm. right, in, our, in the connection programs. And so, for example, I know at our last, uh, when we had Larry here, we talked about the fact that FedEx has hired some of our, yes. of our clients who are doing a great job. Yay, that's right? awesome. Yeah. And I love that. And they're very skilled. And, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, society has always not the, the true image of what a single parent is or what goes on in situations. We see all walks of life, right? Mm -hmm. It isn't prejudice, like everything else that we deal with. And people deserve opportunities and chances. And, you know, to see um, a lot of our clients that are single and that we're below poverty level to be making, they're making more money than a lot of our staff are <laughs> <laughs> at this point at The Connection. But that's what we want to see. We want to see these people, you know, right. giving back to the community and really being a part of the great state of Connecticut where we live. So, so we want to mention, again, this is going to be launching. This is a 10-year plan, which I think is so great, too, because it's not a quick fix. It's it's sustainable, what you talked about. So um, I think that's one of and you've got the funding to, to keep it that way. So it's not one of those things where, you know, it's just kind of a miss and a hit, and then you move on and forget about what you started. But um, the launch is going to be happening again on Thursday, December 6th from 3.30 to 5 at community health centers, and they're located right on Main Street in Middletown. Um, so why, what is that event for? What, what will be happening there? Yeah, so I mean, the event really is just to bring together people to create awareness, to let them know what is Middletown Works, how can you get involved? Um, you know, we're gonna have, again, some giveaways, some door prizes, we'll have a, a passport for everyone to, um, receive in the beginning to put their information on and then to also to go around to stations to the various subcommittees that we'll have, Ooh. which are going to be tackling certain goals and um, strategies such as, you know, outreach and education, um, business and employment, marketing and communications. And so people can go where they feel like they might fit in, whether they have certain talents, skills, or abilities, and be able to join those committees and do some work in terms of, um, you know, helping in those areas. So we also want to make sure that if you want more information, you can contact Rebecca Lemansky directly. Again, she's the director of Middletown Works. And we're giving out her phone number here. It's 860-975-5405. And also uh, on or about December 6th after the event, they'll be launching their website. And that is MiddletownWorks, all one word, dot org. So that's a great place to go Very to get exciting. more information, too, because, you know, a lot of this stuff is circumstance. Single parenting is circumstance. And, I, you know, whether you're a single parent, um, you know, by choice or whether it's a divorce situation, I mean, taking care of a kid, male or female, is or, uh, you know, and it's Single not just parent. That's it's hard. It's crazy. Know you know, and it's, it's you think it's hard when they're babies. It's even harder when they're teenagers. Trust me. So, you know, figuring well, I'm, out. I'm doing it and it's, it's right. definitely hard, but it can be done. Yes, it can and be done. And it's, you know, we're strong. Yes. And those of us that are. And, you know, um, you, you take it one day at a time and you make it work. You do make it work. You have to. Well, I think this is a great program. Now, tell me a little bit about, we've got, you know, a few more minutes left. Um, the funding behind this and why was Middletown chosen? So in 2016, um, the state of Connecticut 
um, was in the third round of the Working Cities Challenge, so through the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. Mm -hmm. And so the Working Cities Challenge was a, a grant competition. And so I think there was about 16 Correct. towns in Connecticut. And so five out of those 16 won. And so lo and behold, Yay. congratulations, Middletown. Middletown won along with Hartford, East Hartford, Danbury, and Waterbury. Wow. And so now we're in the implementation phase, which is where they hired a director for each of those cities. And the implementation phase is for three years. And so the while it's a 10-year plan, this particular part is only funded for three years. And so, you know, really when I, this is how I say it, when we're successful, we'll get some more funding in mm -hmm. to continue this plan and to continue this work. So there's accountability there. So you don't get the money unless you can prove that you've got the infrastructure and the right people around the table, which is like you said, step one. It sounds like you're really doing this the right way, which is, which is great because you know what? There's so many problems out there that you can throw money at and it's not going to fix the problem. And why do I care if, um, you know, I don't know somebody or I don't care about single parents being under the poverty level. You know why you should care? Because it impacts all of us. It impacts our communities. It impacts our towns. It impacts our taxes. You know, so... Um, it's impacting the next generation. And it's the next generation. The chil our children. And right? remember, it's an, and single parenthood is on the rise. It's yes. one of it the is. fastest growing demographics that we have right now. That's so, amazing. you know, this is a really innovative solution that the feds have um, put forth here. And we have the charge to lead this. And we, we will be successful. I mean, you know, when we come together, Middletown has great collaborative leadership. Fantastic. And so I really just look forward to, yeah. you know, just this... This energy and this coming together and this this looking at how to address this larger systems issue. You know, and thanks to the feds for supporting this initiative. You know, where's the state of Connecticut supporting our cities? I mean, that's just my little editorial comment. And maybe uh, this will be a wake-up call for them when they see how successful this is and what a difference this is making in our communities. Um, maybe folks will... Uh, Pay closer attention and uh, and get involved because somebody's got to fix the problem. And uh, this is has to be one of the most exciting collaboration efforts that I've seen in a really long time. And having been involved from this from the from the very very beginning of when we kicked it off and talked about you know should we do this with Middlesex County and um, the town Middletown. This was a very laborious hard-working group of everyone in Connecticut that wanted to make this happen. And it took a lot of self-reflection and demographics and collaboration and interviews to really make this happen. So to get selected was phenomenal for, mm. for all of us. And so... So you were involved even before the proposal went out. You well, all had input. As soon as we put found out, we were all involved in it. But you have to remember, everyone was competing in Connecticut. Oh, there and RFPs are something else. And it was a lot of work. It was completely worth it. But wow. what happened and the fact that it's here now and Rebecca's leading the charge, and she, you're you know, so, such a dynamo, Rebecca, you. and you have a great reputation. I'm really excited about where, where Rebecca's going to take this. Well, so and congratulations. And hats off Thank to you, you so too, much. Lisa. You know, you're, you're a busy lady, but when you get engaged with something and you're passionate about it, you make a huge difference. So, you. you know, thank you to you, too, because it takes people just like Lisa to make these things happen. So, again, we want to mention one last time that their community launch, and that's Middletown Works Community Launch, is going to be December 6th, 3.30 to 5 o'clock. All are welcome at Community Health Center, 675 Main Street in Middletown. It sounds like it's going to be a fun event, and if you want more information, again, you can reach out to our guest directly, Rebecca Lemansky, and her phone number is 860-975-5405. Is it me, or did this show just fly by? It did, because it was so great. It was great. It was and Rebecca, great you were great, too. Thank you so much Thank for you being so here. Much. And like Thanks I like to say, me. you know what I say to people like you? 
not good luck. You know what I say? Continued success. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll look forward to having you come back, Rebecca, and tell us how everything's yes. going. Give us updates on I the project. I would love to. It would definitely. We want you to do that. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. Thank Absolutely. you, Lisa. Thank you. It was another great show, and we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tune in.com or download the tune in app to start listening